Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Rodcast and good to have you Pastor Rod, how are you doing? Yeah, doing great, thanks Adrian, how are you? I'm doing great, a little bit colder today but yeah. uh, really enjoying it, so enjoying the new season. Awesome, so we are living in unprecedented times in the world, there's war, there's famine, there's natural disasters, political, social unrest across the world and um as followers of Jesus, how do we understand the times, the seasons that we live in and know what to do? How do we process all that's going on and really walk out our journey with faith and hope in our hearts and really look at how we can make a difference in the world? And that's really what we're going to be talking about in the broadcast of the next season. Um, so it's really going to be a great time. And so today we want to talk about something that's close to my heart. Uh, so since June, uh, Pakistan, which is a beautiful nation, we actually have a Lifehouse Church in Pakistan, has been uh, experiencing in, uh, record-breaking floods that have affected many people's lives. A lot of people have lost their lives, and it's been hectic. So we really just want to talk about natural disasters today and, and just processing that and understanding it. So yeah, just jump into straight into a big question, <laughs> Pastor Rod. Are we living in the end times, and what does the Bible have to say about that? Wow, so many, so many big questions here. Obviously, we can't presume to know all these things, so it, it, this is our opinion mm. from the Word of God. But um, obviously, as time goes on, we're living more and more in the end times. Um, mm. the, end, the, the term end times started with the day of Pentecost. It says in the end times, the Holy Spirit will be poured out. Mm. So the end times... Like, like they thought it was the end times 2,000 years ago. And I think every generation of Christians have thought that. All I can say mm. is that we're closer to the end times now <laughs> than ever before. So are we living in the end times? Mm. Yes. At what level? Well, that's the discussion, I guess, right now, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, just uh, let's hone in on this idea of um, just natural disasters because we know we know God. He's an incredible father, a God who loves people and cares for people, loves us so much that he's willing to die for us. That's the extent of God's love. So why does a God that is so good allow natural disasters, which brings so much pain and sorrow into people's lives? Ooh, wow. I think we just have to look at the um, the earth itself. God created a beautiful earth, and it's uh, it's getting older. And mm. it actually says in in Romans eight that this world is groaning for the end of the age. Like there's a, there's a groaning in the earth. There's a mm. whether that groaning looks like an earthquake, looks like a tsunami, looks like a a famine or a drought or a, or some whatever else. It's it's just as mm. time goes on that the earth is is getting older. And we also know that man has really um made some um, deep impacts in the world, global warming and um, changes to environment. I mean, uh, as a very young man, I went to a, a certain country. Um, I, was, I was 20, about 40 years ago, and I, I was shocked by the amount of plastic everywhere in that country. And it was in the rivers, it was in the seas. It was, it was 40 years ago. And it was only just in the last number of years are people really worried about plastics in the ocean. Um, I just think mm. it's just crept up on us the whole, the whole change to the to the earth, and I, I know that in in many countries, plastic is, is just everywhere. It's just everywhere, and it's um, mm. it's it's in fish and it's in food and it's in, so you, you just can't keep hurting the world, um, in various mm. ways. Um, I've also been to other countries where the you, you couldn't see ten ten uh, uh, ten feet in front of you for the smog. Yeah. 
for the actual smell. You smell it, it actually hurt your nose and hurt your eyes and mm. and you're thinking this is belching out every day, all day in, in certain countries and um, mm. I don't want to blame anyone because, you know, the the world's had different industrial revolutions. This yeah. latest one is though is, is in many, many countries and is definitely affecting mm. um, air quality, health quality. Um, in some countries, the rivers are toxic. In one country, I know that the rivers are one third toxic. You cannot you cannot get a fish alive in those waters. Mm. You in one third of their waters. In, so when we talk about the world, it's getting older, and man is having an impact, a deep impact on the world mm. in many many ways. And I'm, I'm not even here talking about CO CO two emissions. <laughs> That's another <laughs> huge huge issue of uh, emissions mainly mm. from cars and, and factories and some countries mm. are much worse than others. Um, the mm. world is changing. The world yeah. is shifting. And although God made this world so beautiful and so big and so vast, I just don't know mm. if you can keep on hurting the world. As it says in yeah. Romans 8, the world is groaning. So yeah. I would say, why did, why did God allow these things to happen? I would say mostly um, it, it's, it's, it's man's problem. Um, Mm. and, and, you know, we can go in there a little bit later, but Jesus said these things will happen over time. And I think we're seeing the result of a lot of, Mm. uh, very, very large people don't realize how large it is in some countries. People have never traveled to majority countries. I don't want to blame any country, but it's, it's actually quite staggering when you're actually in certain countries and you think, um, this is big. This is really, yeah. really a big problem. And, mm. uh, you know, uh, other countries are very, very clean and and uh, trying to deal with their things very well. I think, you know, Japan used to have a lot of pollution and it's solved a lot of its problems, not, not everything. Mm. But so we can change. We can things change things. But then you go to other countries and it's just like, my goodness, this is really a serious problem. Mm. So my yeah. answer to that is I, I sort of feel uh, God made a beautiful world. It's getting older, mm. but we're inter- interacting mm. and intervening in that beautiful eco- ecosystem and it's yeah. affecting the world. Sure. That's a great, that's a really, really helpful perspective because I think sometimes when we see natural disasters, we go to the question, why did God allow this to happen? But in reality, it's just a natural part of the earth is get as you said is getting older and also because of our own i guess greed and not stewarding the world well because we know as as far as jesus we really believe that god created the world and 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 as image bearers god gave us the the responsibility of stewarding what he had given us and and i guess when we our selfish desires and greed gets in the way it affects uh, the world so um yeah. yeah, so any comments on that? Well, yeah, um, there's a real argument out there at the moment about, you know, certain countries um, polluting and then those countries mm. say, well, you had your industrial revolution 200 years ago, 100 years ago, and now it's yeah. our time to uh, advance, mm. expand. And it's a, it's, a, it's a cyclical discussion mm. or argument about, you know, yeah. how, how it is getting worse. There's no doubt it's getting more worse. I, I'm just shocked at the amount of plastic. Um, mm. That one thing it just uh, staggers me. I go to some countries, as I said, and, and their, their whole river system is just clogged with mm. plastics. Yeah, I, I think man has has a big big responsibility here, and mm. um, 
what can you do? We we live in a in a in a very big world with very many countries and very many laws. Yeah. I think all we can do is do our part in our country mm. and and in our environment, yeah. and um, we, we can't fix other countries. Um, yeah. But we've got to live in this world. I think we I think as Christians we need to be um, aware, green aware. Mm. I wouldn't call us greenies in in the traditional yeah. term, but green aware that we personally take responsibility for trying to diminish mm. our own plastics and waste and uh, trying yeah. to diminish, um, you know, pollution in any way we can and try to increase greenery. And, I, I you know, I, um, I I got saved at 19 and before I became mm. a Christian, I believed in the, the God of nature in Australia, the God of the surf and the God of the trees. And mm. I was I was one of those. And, um, <laughs> and I still am in a, in a way except that I know that God is the creator. And he made yeah. a beautiful world. It's a beautiful world. You yeah. go to some places and you think, this is so amazing. You're so beautiful. Yeah. That's the way God created the world. That was God's intention. Yeah. And actually, yeah. at the end of the book of Revelation, it talks about God renewing the renewing the earth or a new world, mm. a new earth. And it's a promise yeah. of restoration to the original Garden of Eden concepts. Mm-hmm. I think as Christians, we just got to try our best. Um, but yeah. but realize um, the world is getting worse and worse at the same time, and and yeah. I don't know how we can stop it, really. Yeah, sure, that's really good. And I heard I uh, can't remember who it was recently. I was listening to, I was reading an article or podcast or something, and the the person made a comment that uh, our generation is so fixated on our rights rather than our responsibilities. And really talking about that, we, we're so focused on what my right is, what I can get from the world, rather than understanding that I have a responsibility to steward what uh, and to bring a blessing into this world. So I think it's a, a really big, important thing for even us as followers of Christ is that we are before I do. I think human rights is a good thing. <laughs> There's so many good things there, but also understanding that I have a responsibility to to really steward this world that God's put me in. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good word there. Stewardship, yeah. um, taking care. I think a lot of parables of yeah. Jesus talk about, you know, doing the right thing, taking care, mm. responsibility, getting ready. Yeah. A lot of the end times talk, uh, discussions from both Jesus and later in Paul uses the word be aware or be awake mm. or stay awake. And I, I do think yeah. it's, it's a state of, of, of being a believer is mm. we understand what's happening in the world and, and try to do our bit. Yeah. To help yeah yeah so i guess just changing tack a little bit um i guess we we can expect more and more natural disasters i think in the world um just being part of the end times part of mm. a world getting older and so in the midst of natural disasters there's a lot of suffering and pain and and can you talk to is god disconnected from this pain and suffering is god this God is above everything and not really aware of what's going on in the world and disconnected from it. So can you just speak into that? And uh, yeah, what does the Bible tell us about God and pain? A very important scripture is is Matthew 24, where Jesus talks about the increase of natural disasters. And um, a number of things he says, I, th- I think, are incredible advice, obviously, from Jesus but they asked Jesus, you know, these these, these temple stones, um, you know, or this temple, what about it? And Jesus says that the temple stones are going to be torn down. Mm. And the disciples asked the question, 
you know, when is this happening and what is the sign of your coming? Unfortunately, they ask two questions at the same time. Mm. Because when will this happen? Happen in the, in the year 70 AD. The stones were, were thrown yeah. off the top of the temple. There's no stones on the Temple Mount at all. Mm-hmm. Not one stone, exactly what Jesus said. But then they ask, when will the signs of your coming? And and Jesus' first thing he says is, watch out. Be aware. Be, 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 mm-hmm. be alert. Understand what's happening in the world. So I, th- I think that the, the caring God is saying to us, you, you, you've got to stay a lot, uh, alert. You, you've got to understand mm. the times in which you live. There's a great scripture in Chronicles that says the sons of Issachar knew the times and what they were to do. And I think the yeah. one of the great challenges Jesus gives to us is be aware, be alert, be awake, all those sort of things, because he says you need to know these things will happen in increasing, increasing power and frequency. Mm. Um, one of the things Jesus says, um, I'm going to read from the scriptures. Here we go. Matthew 24, um, 6, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see you are not alarmed. So that's that's, that's advice to us. We can't Mm. be afraid even though it's terrible. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. And Luke 21 adds, and diseases all these are the beginning of birth pains i think what jesus is saying to us is this is part of the the natural flow of the world it's not god's desire it's not god's will but it is part of a a hurting world and in in that scripture verse six where it says these things that have come that the message bible says this is routine history I, Mm. i think it's an incredible concept that this is repeating history it's birth yeah. pains. And I think that we've been in, you know, like um, COVID for a number of years and then it's now we have war, Russia invading mm. Ukraine and and now people are talking about the third thing, which is famine, which is already happening yeah. in Somalia and other nations right now and in Pakistan mm. that you bring up right now, the floods have brought mm. famine and disease. Yeah. And yeah. and this is this is history. This is mm. something that's happened ever since um, the world began. This is not a new thing. This is repeating yeah. history. I'm not saying it's God's will. I'm just saying Jesus said you need to know this is going to be repeating history. And I think about birth, the thing about birth pangs or birth pains in a in a woman giving mm-hmm. birth is two things. One is those birth pains become more powerful and they become more frequent. And I think in our life in our lifespan we've seen a lot of these um these natural disasters. Mm. Um, we could talk about earthquakes. We could definitely talk about tsunami. We might circle around to that because Japan had a huge one 10 years ago. Mm. Um, pestilences or diseases um, and uh, wars, rumors of wars. And and so what Jesus is saying is they will come. They will come. And, and mm. we need to be reliant on God. And we need to learn and grow as a society, as a world, as, as believers, mm-hmm. as our churches. We need to be prepared. Yeah. We need to be aware. And and recently I was in a um, conference in, in, in Rome, Italy. It was amazing, a Christian conference where I heard two Christian futurists, one from France University and one from Swedish government. And then I heard from a girl who uh, is in the World Bank, and and all three said the same thing, basically, which was this current situation is 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 really bad. 
it's been the, the disease and then the war and then they said and famine is coming and there's going to be another 350 million people in famine in the next year or two mm. it was startling it was shocking to hear futurists sure. say these things but then they said there's two things as christians and this was pretty pretty interesting so everyone was leaning in you know what are you going to say and the first thing they said was we need to be like the joseph generation and and in in, in the book of exodus joseph Mm. knew there were seven years of drought and famine coming. God warned them. And he was mm. called to build storehouses in Egypt. And they built the storehouses for seven good years, getting ready for seven years of hard years. And, 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 and all these people were saying as Christians, we've got to be giving to storehouse ministries where people are mm. storing up wheat and barley and rice and whatever else we've got to be uh, preparing We've got to be helping uh, ministries that are giving to the poor, the famine. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, just recently our church was able to give to um, Pakistan. And mm-hmm. l- last year we gave to India. And we're just so thankful we're able to give something. You know, we can't do yeah. everything, but we must do something. And the Joseph yeah. concept is that these things will occur. Um, mm-hmm. We can't eliminate them from world history but we must yeah. get ready to build wealth, build storehouses uh, to bless the poor. The second thing they said, mm. the two things, one, one build storehouses and two, Jesus is coming soon. And I was, I was mm. startled by their, their answer. Mm. It comes wow. back to the scriptures, obviously, yeah. that this is the end times. And the more you see the birth pains, which means more, more, more um, frequency of these things and more severity or, power of these things the more you know that jesus is actually coming and i think those two things jesus is saying prepare and get ready for jesus return that was that was amazing hey yeah wow that's incredible and so getting ready for jesus's return um what are what are some things that you think would be how how can we get ready for jesus's return as as followers of jesus um, well, the first thing Jesus says is be is is watch out. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't be don't be fooled. And, and yeah. he's talking actually about like false false voices, Christs, whatever. Mm. Be aware, know the scriptures, mm. read the word. Yeah. I believe we've got to be reading the word, and and quite often this concept of watch and be aware is mm. repeated in, in the book of Thessalonians and. And other mm. places where it talks about the end times, obviously the book of Revelation. Um, yeah. Being aware. Um, and it also, the, the other one, it says, don't be afraid. In, yeah. in other words, um, although we don't accept these things as, as good, we must mm. be not afraid when they come. And that's why we're able to respond and able mm. to raise finance and give that we're not in a place of um, being frozen by this. Or, mm. or even um, getting numbed by the amount of this, but they were able to respond. Again, we can't respond to everything, but we must respond yeah. to something that touches yeah. our lives. So I think those mm. two things, watch out and don't be afraid, are definitely two of the things mm. that Jesus says, that these things will come. Don't be knocked off course in your purpose, in your life goals. Um, don't, mm. don't be knocked away from loving God. You know, people say, where is mm. God? And and they get upset and they, they could step away from God. And I, I think it's, it's, it's in the darkness that we meet, need to step into God. 
you know. Mm. It's, we need to yeah. lean into God, read his word and feel his yeah. comfort, feel his closeness, his imminence, mm-hmm. his presence. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said, you know, there will be trouble. I think it was John 14, there will be trouble, but set mm. your heart on Jesus. So these are yeah. the sort of things a caring God will say to us. You actually, yeah. you need to be aware it's going to come. And I mm. think that if, if people are thinking that these things are not going to be coming, I think that they are. That's when it's foolish, you know. Jesus spoke mm. about a parable of the foolish virgins, and some were not prepared with their their lamps, which speaks yeah. about our lights, our our influence, our mm. heart, and sure. they weren't ready. They 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 were sleeping, yeah. and and the end times came. So yeah, I really I want. I'm saying it over and over. I'm repeating it, but it's not to withdraw from world events. It's actually to yeah. engage and say, Lord. What can we do? Mm. How can we be prepared? I don't want to be afraid. And, and I think there are yeah. some other things that Jesus speaks about. Um, he, he says, you know, this is bad. Um, these things are bad, but there's actually something really bad at the end. If you, know, mm. if you think these things are bad, there's, there's, a, there's a judgment, tribulation, and the end of the world coming that we don't mm. like to talk about. But these events, Jesus is actually saying, mm. there's something really bad coming. And you need to have your heart ready. So have your storehouse mm. ready. Don't be afraid. And 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 get ready for the real end. So live mm. with purpose. Yeah. Live with live with passion. Live with the sense mm. of um, this one life has got to has got to count for something. Yeah. I don't, don't mean I don't mean every day we're driven by that, but I think we need to live our lives around the concept mm-hmm. that this life is not the end. There is another yeah. life called heaven that mm. we are living for. And we want to take, the Bible yeah. says, you know, take as many people as you can or share with as <laughs> many people as you can and, and see yeah. them see them in heaven on the other end. And I think these, yeah. these events that happen, we've got to help people not be afraid and get ready for mm. the real ending. And, and I think that people are not living that way across. Uh, the, these events are actually wake-up calls, and that's mm. what Jesus said, watch. So a lot, a lot of things really yeah. in this passage Jesus is yeah. saying, but yeah. he's definitely not saying put your head in the sand, right? Yeah. <laughs> he, is, he is not saying he's not saying just get through it. He's saying, no, let, let this affect your life. In fact, can mm. I just mention a few things here that I read an article by a, um, a guy called um, Frank Snowden, um, and, and he's talking about um, pandemics in, in, in history. In fact, I've read a, f- mm. a few articles on this subject. What happened when there were major pandemics in history? And these authors basically said there's a change to economics when pandemics, the pandemic, war, famine, continuum occurs. There's a mm. change to health patterns, hopefully for the better. Mm. There's a change to society which is not always better. It actually can bring mm-hmm. division, but there is a definite change to society. And lastly, mm. very interesting, there's a change to spirituality, wow. often moving to mysticism or seeking God, whichever way people go. Mm. And so basically this guy, Frank Snowden, said there's two things. This is, this is not a, 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 a – I don't think he's a believer. He could be. But as a, as a historian, he says mm. two things come out of – 
uh, these very big diseases, what happened in the 6th century, what happened in the 13th century, what happened in the 15th century, what happened in the 18th century. There was one mm-hmm. 100 years ago called the Spanish flu and then COVID. And these researchers mm-hmm. said two questions come up. Number one is who am I? Mm-hmm. There's a wake-up sure. call to, to yeah. my soul, to my purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying God brings these things to create this. I'm just saying Jesus said these yeah. things will happen. History will repeat itself in mm. increasing frequency and measure. But who are we or who am I? And the yeah. second one is it shows a mirror to our soul. It actually yeah. is a reflection of where we're at. So it's a wake-up call. And yeah. that's what Jesus said so so many times in those scriptures. Mm. So uh, there's a lot there really to answer. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's imp- an important moment that we take this, this yeah. moment and say, Lord, who am I? What's my purpose? How can I help people? How mm. can we grow? How can we grow as a church? What can we do yeah. and be ready for the end times? Yeah. Oh, that's so good because I think, I think it just helps us reframe the way that we, we look at these things or, or have a, just a, a fresh perspective because we can either get angry and just blame God or we can stick our head in the sand and just pretend it's not there or the healthy way, like what Jesus is teaching us, saying this stuff's going to happen and that doesn't doesn't mean God is not in control and he's not a loving God. It, it doesn't change any of those realities, but it's going to happen. It's part of the, I think you used the word, the the flow or the process of the earth and and we just need to we need to get ready and be yeah. prepared and and um, look for opportunities to help others. And so, just kind of ending off, I want to look at two different situations. So sometimes with natural disasters, for example, the floods in Pakistan, we are not directly impacted, um, but maybe for someone who's living in Pakistan, they are directly impacted by these natural disasters. Yeah. And I know that maybe you can speak from. The perspective of someone who's been nat- who has been impacted by a natural disaster, mm. um, like yeah. the earthquake and the tsunami and all of that that happened here in Japan. How do you, how do you, how did you process that? How did you lead your family, your church in that? What promises strengthened you in that time? And yeah, yeah maybe you can just speak into that. Yeah, we. Uh, it was March 11, 2011. I remember it well. The, the, the mm. major earthquake here in Japan that, that, that was so powerful, it was felt as far away as China and Philippines, like, like thousands, thousands of kilometers away. It was, it was a, a nine point something, 9.3, I think, at the epicenter. And in the, in the city of Sendai, was about a nine. That earthquake mm. makes it in the top few in the whole world history of the recorded history. And, mm. and from that came a, a huge tsunami that killed about 20,000 people. There's probably, they say less, but there's thousands missing. So let's say 20,000. And then it formed, it caused a nuclear reaction in Fukushima, a, a nuclear reaction into the air where there was radiation in the air destroying whole areas of, of, of Fukushima province, um, but also went into the ground, which is a problem 10 years later right now. They can't solve this problem. So this is a major thing that happened in, in, a, in a nation. When that tsunami hit the land, it wiped out up to 10 kilometers inland, right across about 400 kilometers coast. And you could imagine every every home and school and Walmart and and everything wiped out. It, it, was, it was absolutely devastating. Half a million people lost their homes. And we were living in Tokyo 
and the earthquake here wasn't a nine here, but it was about a seven. It was just so crazy, scary. Uh, mm-hmm. All of us say it's the the, the the scariest thing we've ever experienced. And um, you know, my wife was mm-hmm. up in our a thirty three thirty third floor, and it was so powerful. The, the the buildings are meant to roll in in Japan, and they did. And she couldn't get up off the ground for ten minutes. The earthquake actually lasted for five minutes. Most earthquakes last for a bit between one second and fifteen seconds. This lasted mm-hmm. for five minutes. It rocked mm-hmm. Japan. It absolutely was shocking. We were on the other side of Tokyo and it took us um, um, at least 12 hours to get across Tokyo in the traffic to get home to my family and and, and it was just uh, everything was gone. Our phones were out. The trains were out. It was shocking but mm. we were okay. Tokyo was mm. pretty okay. And so our sights were then upon Sendai and this area that was so absolutely devastated and all of a sudden we had to become a a church that helped in in areas we had no expertise, no yeah. experience. And I'm just so glad for some incredible churches across the world that did have expertise. Yeah. They started sending money, sending teams. You know, it, it was leadership was a huge thing at that time, to creating a lead, leadership like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. The government of Japan was amazing and within 24 hours did have uh, people on the ground there with tents, um, yeah. so covering, um, bedding, uh, medicine, uh, that's Japan. That, that is Japan, thank God. It's a beautiful country. Yeah. Um, but then there's the aftercare and we were able to get together um, teams uh, where we went up and personally our church, our little church in Tokyo, um, <laughs> was able to restore 54 homes over wow. the next year of, of older mm. people. And um, that, you know, that's, that's not a lot, but it, it was a lot for one church. But thanks to mm. our world friends, who brought teams yeah. and us together yeah. and we were able to help uh, 300 young people who had actually lost family or homes. We put them into Christian yeah. homestay for uh, at least three weeks and many yeah. of them were deeply um, impacted and, 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 and some sense of belonging and, and blessing and, and, and a number of those did become believers that yeah. that wasn't the goal. The goal was just to help 300 people but many yeah. were touched by Christian love. And then we started a church in Sendai, as did other mm. groups. So our response mm. was way beyond our expertise. And, yeah. and I'm just so thankful for a couple of my key team members who helped me because I'm not a great process person, mm. but others were. And I, I had to help organize a team. It, it was yeah. hard. It was it was devastating. Um we went up there. Viv and I went up there um, about ten days after the uh, the earthquake and tsunami, and we were shocked. Mm. It, it, it yeah. looked like an atomic bomb had gone off. It looked like it, there was because there was the tsunami, and then there was fires which mm. raged through, and sure. and there was dead people and, and graves everywhere at the side of the roads, and it was it was just like oh wow, it's just devastating. Mm. So I just think at those times. You've just got to do what you can do. No one's a hero. Yeah. No one's a – you're hearing my words. No one's this huge, you know, helper. But together the church mm. got together and we created yeah. something. And there were other churches and there was major groups like Samaritan's Purse and, yeah. and, and uh, 
you know, there, there was major groups doing stuff. All of us did something. Again, let me say yeah. we can't do everything, but we must do something. And mm. there was a major, and I saw the world Christian movement come together. And the on on online, it became pray for Japan. And I don't think Japan has had ever more prayer than at that mm. moment in history. The prayer yeah. of the world, the prayer we felt it. We felt the encouragement of our brothers yeah. and sisters. Um, we felt the incredible touch of God. Um, mm. We we you just do what you can. And and I yeah. think with um, something like Pakistan, where it's so far away, all we could do recently, Adrian, was that you our, our wonderful little church there was able to say we have a church friend in that area. Can we mm. give? And we were able to give immediately some, some yeah. you know, money, um, yeah. which went towards buying rice and, and basics. And, mm. and I think that the reverse situation is that the the world Christian body must move together in yeah. these times. No one person is going to mm. do this. Yeah. But it, it is encouraging to see that. Unfortunately, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a three hurricanes or typhoons in Japan. Mm. And it was devastating, and, and and you know many people lost their homes. And I I had a a text from from a a good friend saying, "Do you know anyone in that area? Any mm. churches? Any Christians in that area?" And yeah. I had to um, make phone calls and texts, and we didn't know anyone in that area, which is typical of mm. uh, the church in Japan. It's very small, um, mm. and I had to get back and say, "I'm I, I don't know anyone in that area who can like be the personal contact." Like we could do something, yeah. but and and his yeah. comment was, "How sad, how tragic is that? That there's there's no local church in that area to help." So the, mm. the power of the local church in in mm, Sendai in in Pakistan right now, and then that mm. al- alternative story, we didn't have anyone in there in that area. Um, mm. Of course, you know, United Nations and the, the the government of Japan helped incredibly, yeah. but we could not help personally because we didn't have a. Mm contact so i just think it shows mm. the power of the local church in areas yeah the, again the, the concept of being joseph like storehouses and mm. what do we do in this situation yeah. and let's get ready and then yeah and, and all together making a difference so good oh awesome man so yeah i guess the reality is we will continue to face more and more of these natural disasters and hardship and and really get out and just live with that that heart and that mentality of being aware and and uh um and being prepared to be a blessing and i love i love what you're saying is you don't have to do you can't do everything but do something and so how would you direct people in terms of like okay something's happened where do i start like what can i do to do my little something i i I love the as i said i I love the christian world and i think Mm. if we can give through our, our denomination or our group um, where there's mm. someone on the ground. So recently, we also yeah. gave money, of course, to Ukraine through mm. local churches in ACC, yeah. Christian, Australian Christian churches. And yeah. it's so exci- exciting to think we can just do something, mm. give to the local church who disperses it so well. Or in yeah. Philippines, we've done that. In India, we've done that. So give yeah. through your local missions. And then there's world groups, you know. Um, yeah. um, I, I mentioned Samaritan's Purse, and there's Compassion, and there's Mm. Um, so many groups that, that are doing something pretty amazing, World Vision, mm. um, that have a Christian uh, philosophy, giving through that um, mm. or, or, or giving through the Red Cross or whatever we can give to, just just yeah. giving something. 
Um, I know some incredible young people do organize in a group, um, you know, getting clothes or getting um, food packages together and and sending it. And I just think doing something is such a big part. And obviously, if it's local, like we've got great friends in America that when the the hurricanes come through, they just mobilize. Like they're ready. They have their Joseph storehouse. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it be good if we all had that ready? Uh, We all can't. But mm. I love the fact that some churches are so ready. It just it just releases immediately. Wow, that's so good. So let, let's be part of great churches that, that give mm-hmm. and, and keep giving generosity. Yeah. And some people so have a good. gift of generosity and they just go, yep, yeah. um, this it's release good. finance mm. because they are motivated by that. And, and awesome. I think having pathways of giving is very important. Awesome. So, yeah, just to end off here, um, as a pastor, how would you, if you were sitting across the table from a family in Pakistan that just lost a home, lost a loved one, how would you, how would you encourage them? How would you minister to them? Um, yeah, just from the Word of God, the hope that we have in Jesus. Well, I'd love to give them something and then pray. <laughs> or pray and give them something. Uh, I think yeah. it does go hand in hand. Please understand that. Mm. I, I think, you know, Jesus said, you know, mm. give, give a glass of water, give, you know, do what we mm. can. Yeah. But I would look at them and, and say, I, I guess I don't understand what you're, you're lost, but can we help you? We'd love to help yeah. you. And let's pray for God's presence. Mm. It's like um, grief counseling or, or being with families in grief. A lot of what you say doesn't matter. It's that you're mm. there. It's that yeah. you're with them and you're praying. And there's yeah, you, you, there's actually the connection, and yeah. so I think with our group in Pakistan, we we can't be there, but Tariq and his his group can be there, and other people and mm. presence, the presence of being yeah. there and praying together is is incredibly mm. powerful. Or even on the phone or text or yeah. Instagram or some connection, reaching out in prayer mm. is so is so important. I, I know when I've been mm. through tough times, even even in that tsunami in Japan, I. I reached out for a few world leaders who I know and said, would mm. you just pray with me? Would you just just, just yeah. be with us? And just feeling yeah. that that presence is yeah. so important and then p- praying the power and the comfort mm. of on. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Awesome. Great. So would you be able to just pray for us? Um, you really want to be a people that are ready, ready to help do something inspired by the Holy Spirit. So I'd love you to pray for yeah. us. Yeah, Lord, I want to thank you that you are always with us. Mm-hmm. And I, I pray for anyone having a hard time right now for your comfort, mm-hmm. your presence, and also your strength pouring mm-hmm. into their lives. And those of us who are able to help, I pray that you would uh, mm-hmm. especially touch those with the gift of generosity and those able to give. They'd yeah. be There'd be pathways mm. to give to to world pain and world events, and that we're not, never going to become numb to uh, need. We can't do everything, but Lord, we must do something. So, whoever we are listening, I pray we would be awake, watching, filled with your Spirit, maybe building wealth and building ways to give, and being part of a solution, being part of the solution and not the problem. Help us all to grow in this area, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Rod. And thank you for all those that have tuned in. Hope you enjoyed it and really looking forward to these uh, the series. It's going to be some great conversations. So appreciate it. See you guys. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.